Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest and to dive into our episode. We're going to chat all things SEO, and our guest has so much valuable information packed for all of you. So I want you guys to meet Stephanie. Stephanie brings over a decade of experience in marketing, specializing solely in search engine optimization, otherwise known as SEO. This laser focus enables her to provide the highest level of service and the most impactful results specific to the needs and budget of each individual client, whether that's increasing website traffic, improving bounce rate and keyword ranking, enhancing customer acquisition, or providing clients with the tools needed to build a significant competitive advantage. She performs full website audits, identifies top keywords, improves search engine rankings, pinpoints SEO errors, and so much more. Stephanie, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Um, I know I just read your bio, but tell me a little bit more about you and why you started your business. Sure. So I've been doing SEO for 13 years specifically, and I got a job right out of college, not knowing anything about SEO. And it just kind of morphed from there. I kept taking it to different jobs and I just really loved it so much uh, and just started immersing myself in it. But the COVID pandemic hit. I was in advertising actually randomly, um, but whatever, wherever I was, I always brought SEO to it, like writing ads. As you can imagine, the advertisers pulled budgets for COVID, laid off. So I decided I'm just going to start my SEO business. And I'd had clients on the side already, but I thought, why not take this and make this my full-time job? I mean, I think a lot of people probably were thinking over COVID, is this what I want to do? Go back to corporate, you know? So I just decided it's time. Like, let's do this. I don't want to ever go back to a corporate job. And I've just expanded it from there. And I have done everything in marketing, but I just love SEO so much because it's always changing. You have to be super focused on analytics and Google's changes. So there's always something new to learn. And I love that about it. Like it never yeah. gets stale. Yeah, I love that. I think most people, you know, obviously, so our podcast listeners are a good mix of people. But if I could just say that, mo you know, everyone listening is a marketer at heart, mm -hmm. whether they are a small business owner or they are in the digital marketing realm. I know a lot of our audience is more into the social media and digital side of marketing. But honestly, I have conversations with so many listeners and so many people in our Facebook community, how, you know, social media is just not the medium for them. They love marketing and all the things for that. So I'm excited to dive into SEO because I feel like when it's not fair, but I feel like when people pit social media and SEO side by side, you know, to, 
to me, and just, you know, being a marketer at heart, to me, they complement each other. They're yeah. really two complementary things that every small business owner needs. Um, but of course, you know, the ideas around both of them, budgets, all of that is so misconstrued <laughs> when it comes into that. Um, so I know with COVID, that really pushed you to starting your business, mm -hmm. which I always feel like it's always a good thing to have something to kind of push us into business. Did you just only do SEO services? Did you offer anything else? And has your business had any other pivots? Because I know we're, you know, we're three years out <laughs> from COVID. It's been quite a while. Um, but yeah, has your business pivoted in any way? No, and I won't because I want to be, I feel like to be really good at one thing, you need to really immerse yourself in it. Because I was a marketing generalist for years, right? SEO, social media, email marketing, Google ads, you name it, right? I had to do it because I was a, the sole person in the mm -hmm. role. So I don't feel like I ever got really good at one thing because I was always pivoting to something else. So no, I just love SEO and I just want to focus on SEO. Um, but I do want to make a point about how you SEO and social media can get pitted against each other because I think a lot of people have misconceptions that I know as or social media. I don't know anything about social media anymore. Like, I don't even know if I did before, to be honest with you, but I don't like, they think that I can do their social media and I can't at all. The one thing I can give is you should use these keywords in your copy or hashtags. That's as far as I go, but mm -hmm. I don't do anything. Like, I don't know the posting times. I don't, I don't know any of that. So yeah, that's a separate entity for sure. <laughs> I don't know if you experience that, like people think you do SEO. Yeah, honestly, a lot. And over the past like three to six months, so many of our current clients have come to me and have asked me, you know, can you do these different SEO things? And I'm like, to be honest, that is probably the area of marketing that I I know the little uh, littlest about because it's something that I just haven't done. I mean, I've started Social Savvy in 2018. So I used to do, you know, be more in a general marketing role when I was in charge of a team mm -hmm. and just overseeing them. But even then I was overseeing a team of experts, right? We had an SEO specialist on the team who would, you know, he would primarily focus on all of that. And I would just learn so much from him, but that's, oh my gosh, it's 2018. So I can only imagine how much it's changed since then, which I'm sure is a ton because obviously, you know, social media has as well. Um, but Stephanie, I love your advice about, you know, getting away from being a generalist and becoming a specialist. Cause I feel like yeah. a lot of times, so many people think the opposite. They think they need all of these skills and um, areas that they're good in under their tool belt. Uh, but I want to know a little bit more, you know, do you find that clients really see you more as like an expert or like an authority in SEO since it's the only thing you focus on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I am, I live it and breathe it. I can pretty much answer any question you have. I mean, granted, I'm not like world renowned SEO, but I mean, it is my day to day. So when I say something, they agree that I am the expert. I, and that's what I want. When you hire me, I want to be that expert, right? Like I want mm -hmm. to get you the very best results. Um, and so I want to give you the very best answers. Um, and I love being in the data and constantly checking things. And I think that's why SEO is so elusive for a lot of people, because unless you have an SEO expert or the budget to buy the tooling, I don't mm -hmm. feel like free tools are that great. 
it's okay. what you get what you pay for, right? Like that's my opinion. So yeah. I am I am never in Google um, Keyword Planner anymore. I used to be. I don't feel like the keywords. I, I mean, if you don't have a budget, right, you got to use what you got to use. But mm -hmm. I don't feel like they serve up really good data. So I like to use Moz and Uber suggest Uber suggest does offer a seven day free trial. I love to do audits out of that. So if you want to do a seven day free trial and audit your website, I recommend that. Um, I also love answer the public. So you do get mm -hmm. two free searches a month or month, excuse me, a day. You can do two free searches a day. Um, so you could do that, but I also have the subscription. So I just really feel like in today's economy, competitiveness you need somebody to be in that data and to have the tools and maybe they just come in like for me i can just come in for a month get your website optimized and then come back in three months because i like to give clients the heads up it's like two to three months to start ranking right like it's organic it's not paid right yeah. i'm not getting you to the top in a few days so even then i come in, i can come in optimize your site and then come back in three months um, but at least get your site optimized because if you're not, your competitors are, and if they're not, well, you want to get ahead of them. So. Yeah, I love that. And you, you already answered like one of the first questions that I was no. just dying to ask you because I'm like, you know, so many people ask me, you know, when's the right time to do so many different things in business. And I know I always get the question of, okay, well, when's the right time to invest in, you know, your marketing and your social media and all of that. And I think for SEO too, I know it's one of those things that just you know, in my personal experience with the clients we work with, it's always that back burner thing. It's never something that they really want to focus on. But when it's funny, because when they're on the other end of the call, and they're talking about all of their goals, right, like different things they want, like they want to be seen on the first page of Google, and they want to outrank their competitors. Um, you know, they want to come up when people are organically searching for things that they're already creating awesome content for, and they're just not doing it. And they're, you know, they're like, you're just turning their wheels around. Okay, this isn't working. Why is it not working? And it all comes down to they've just they've never even done something as simple as an SEO audit or anything like that. So Stephanie, in your opinion, is there a is there a right time that a small business owner should focus on SEO? And then I guess kind of the two second part to that is you know what should they focus on first? I I mean I of course I feel like I'm say right away right you want to get out there right away because I think your content influences what keywords so you could be writing all this great content but are those the keywords that people are searching for so it really should influence your content for sure so i think that getting it as soon as possible is very important um and again if you don't have budget i recommend looking i mean google keyword planner it's better than nothing answer the public you can also type in a keyword and see there's the people also ask for section you can answer those questions so people are it's literally google is giving you exactly what they're answering asking so take that and answer those questions um because if you can get that spot that'll help you organically because google's seeing you're serving up good content enough so get started at least start little test a page if you don't have time again don't have the budget test a blog page test your about us page um pick a page and test it do a little bit of keyword research and see what happens 
um, track that with your analytics. A lot of people don't set up Google Search Console either. That is very important. That's more on the technical SEO side, but it helps see if there's any pages that are broken or Google's not crawling and you can go in and validate the fixes. So that's also something you can do and it's Google Search Console's free. So I recommend setting that up too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really great piece of advice just to check, like you said, if there are any current, you know, broken links that you can go fix right away. You know, you, you kind of don't know what the problems are until you use all of these tools at your disposal to see like, Hey, what's going on? You know, what is Google seeing? Because then if you know what they're seeing, then you can, you know, remedy or fix that solution. Or then maybe hopefully it probably is that time where it's like, okay, it's time to actually bring on an SEO specialist to help me with these different things for my website. Yeah. Yeah. And then check your uh, page speed. So Google has the page speed insights tool that'll tell you how fast your page is loading and that also plays into seo is it loading slow is it loading fast are we doing good so there's another thing to do so you can do these free things um and see where you're even at like a base point because when i do an audit i do the google page speed insight um because i you can i can do that without having access to google i can look at anyone's site so i can tell you your mobile's not loading fast. That's a really big problem because mobile's huge for SEO. So mm-hmm. then we can talk about some fixes um, and go from there. But that's something to get started on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think one thing I've noticed too, and I'm sure as a marketer in your experience, Stephanie, you can attest to this, but one thing in so many recent conversations I've had with clients is where, you know, we're thinking about their marketing strategy and different campaigns that we're executing for it. And the one most common recurring thing that I'm finding just over the past, I don't know if it's just a 2023 thing or what's going on, but it just seems like so many different businesses are making it more difficult for people to buy from them. Like just some Something as simple as buying from them, getting to their website, getting able to, you know, whether they have an e-commerce store or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's going to learn more about them. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've tried to like um, recently like read websites and I can't even get the pages to load. And I'm like, okay, is there no content on here? Is it my internet? You know, you start like kind of running down the list of, you know, okay, what am I doing wrong that I can't get to it? When in reality, sometimes it's like you said, it's the slow like website speed that can be fixed. So yeah, I think that's really just great advice just to kind of test all these different things. And I love that there, you know, I think there's a lot of tools that are out there. Um, I'm sure they're all very like basic and beginner for the free versions. Like you mentioned, you get what you pay for or, you know, what you don't pay for. Um, But it is good that it is out there. So you can immediately see that kind of return that you would get on investing for your website's SEO. I mean, it's funny you bring that up about the, you know, spinning, trying to get to pages and it's not loading. Uh, I had an example two days ago, I wear NARS um, foundation and I have the specific kind I need and I was trying to check out and it was not letting me check out. So the only reason I don't have time to go find another foundation right now, but I'm going to tell you that as soon as I go find another foundation that matches me, I'm going to go with a different company because I've already had like a really bad checkout experience and this was not the first time, but Mm -hmm there's an example of you're going to lose a customer because I actually was trying to do it on my mobile a couple of times and had to go to my desktop to finish checking out. That should never happen with an right. e-commerce store. Yeah. So somebody needs to be on top of that. Yeah. Oh. And for, for a company as big as NARS, you would I think know. 
should have something <laughs> or someone to, you know, remedy that. But, you know, think about, think about how many people are not like you and going to desktop to buy, right. which is, it's a huge number, most likely. And, you know, obviously NARS is a large company, yeah. um, great, well-known makeup brand. So we all know it. We're all probably going to buy it, even though we're like, okay, we're huffing and puffing because it's not, it's not easy to buy, but it's sh something should be that simple. So I think that's a really awesome example because a yeah. lot of times, you know, so many people will, you know, during a marketing audit, we'll talk about, you know, I'm not getting sales. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this. You know, my conversions are super, super low. And then when you think about it, sometimes it's like, well, exactly what were those barriers for mm -hmm. those people? Um, because those are such important things to consider. And so that is um, really crazy that a site as big as that just wouldn't work for you to shop online. You know? I know. I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm going, I am going to go somewhere else. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else, but my one little dinky sale every three months is not going to do anything to them, but it would to a smaller mom and pop shop. And you want, yeah. like, they're not going to care about me. Right. But there, if you're small, like I work with a lot of small women owned businesses, mm -hmm. um, e-com, a lot of them, you want to make sure that this isn't happening. So bounce rate is another thing I check in the analytics. What's going on on this page? Um, are there broken images? Is it, again, loading issues? So checking your bounce rate is very important too in your Google Analytics. Yeah, yeah. I think the amount of times that I've talked to people and they don't even have Google Analytics, they maybe they don't have it hooked up, maybe they don't know how to log into it. <laughs> Someone created it for them at some point in the yep. you know business journey and they just don't know how to access it anymore. Um, it's just really amazing to me that people just don't know that. And so I love that with yeah. SEO, it's very technical, right? And you have that data right. to back it. Um, and it, it's amazing because you know with some social media platforms, we just, to be honest, we don't have the best data versus the data you can grab from Google Analytics on your website. So to me, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, let's get it set up. Let's be able to know that data and what right. works. Um, so yeah, is there any, what metrics do you think are really important when it comes to just tracking the success of like your website and, and are there any benchmarks you should look out for, for improvements? So definitely keyword rankings, right? So usually people are starting at zero or on, I say zero, because if it's after page five, like mm -hmm. you're not down in a black hole. So you're okay. like on page three, four or zero. So they're starting somewhere there. And I always like to track that, right, where they're at. And then I come back in about two to three months, um, maybe two and a half months, like happy medium there and see where they're at. Because some of these keywords, maybe we need to revise the strategy, right? So I need to look and see maybe there's a better keyword to do. So that's so important to be tracking the keyword metrics. Um, I use Moz again for that. I think it's great. It's more of a technical tool. Um, so that's one of the things I am like all over is the keywords. Bounce rate is huge again, because that means something's wrong with that page. Um, do we need to fix like the content? Um, is the keyword bad? Like are what people searching, they're getting a bad user experience. That's another thing. Make sure that page is written about what that search result is, right? That happens so many times. Yeah. Somebody is writing something that's not about what that page is. So yeah. we got to make sure the content is at exactly that. Um, and then also just making sure your SEO is fully filled out, right? There's the title tag, the meta description, um, the image text, that's a lot of things I see actually. Maybe everybody, maybe let's say hypothetically, all my clients filled out everything, but image text is left 
all the time on the table. And I have clients that have image heavy websites and they rank for images. So it's very important because you don't just rank for the Google search engine results page. You can rank for Google images. I don't know about you, but I like when I search for clothes, as an example, I go to the Google images first and shop from there. Yeah. So think about that. Like you can yeah. go both ways. So that's something really important to remember. Don't leave your images empty. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good piece of advice. I can recently think about um, a client that we worked with a couple of months ago, which was an online clothing boutique. And for something happened along the lines with the gallery that they received from the photographer, ultimately it was just something was corrupt with the gallery and everything was gone. So all that we could pull from happened to just be from the website. And I remember just pulling it right and every image that was downloaded, you know, just trying to make sure we're not losing quality or anything, but everything was DSC 06792, you know, whatever, whatever file name from that photographer's camera was what was uploaded into the image. So it's really interesting that it was never fully optimized, right? Because I know this client spends so much time really pouring into the, um, you know, the description of that actual like items listing and going deep into that. And she does a really great job of the titles of the products that she has listed. They're very keyword rich with that. Um, but then uh, to me, it was so crazy because there's so many beautiful photos. Mm -hmm. She takes on a lot of different models, um, which I think is great just to kind of show that like sizing across the board, which I love that in any sort of, um, you know, business lately. Um, but just the photos were just really yeah. just not optimized. And it's just one of those small things that you just kind of notice as you're like kind of, you know, for my use, I had to download them um, for some social content that we were going to create. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just a small thing, especially if it can go such a long way and have you rank on Google Images. I think it just makes the most sense just Absolutely. to optimize that too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's very important. And uh, also when you name that file, like whatever the keyword is, I'll use photography as an example. Um, mm -hmm. Photography dash expert dash California, maybe like wherever you're at. So make sure you put the dash in between. So Google knows that it's a key. Those are separate words, right? Like don't do photographer in California. Nobody's going to search that as one. So make mm -hmm. sure you do the dashes so it understands. Okay. Okay. That's great advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that it is going to pull for each of those keywords yeah, that exactly. someone's searching. Cause I think, I think a lot of times too, when I see different, um, you know, people leveraging the keywords that they have, a lot of times they're, they're kind of taking that data, like the keywords that they should rank for and create content for. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I see them kind of I don't know what the best word is for it, but like ad-libbing on those keywords. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I think sometimes it works if they know like what like long tail keywords could work or what, what people are searching. But I think at a, a lot of times it's really taking away the focus of, you know, why do we optimize our websites, right? Mm -hmm. People who are searching for us in Google. So what are people searching in Google? And I think sometimes the kind of idea gets taken away from that. Yeah. And I, yeah, ad living. I always like, well, riff off of the good keyword. Like, mm -hmm. what what is it there? What is your top performing pages? So obviously, these are what people are really interested in, especially blogs more so. What are your top performing blogs? I'm a huge proponent. All my clients need to have blogs because it's constant, high quality content, which gets you mm -hmm. more keyword opportunities. Internal linking. That's left on the table a lot. Link internally. So people want to stay on your page longer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that 
finding the top pages of your website, blog pages probably, and writing more content around that. Like those are what people are looking for. So I think that's also a way to start um, with Google Analytics. If you don't, you know, have a budget for someone to help you look at your top pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. Um, I know blogging, blog writing is a service that you offer, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain amount of times that someone should be publishing blog posts per month? Does that, does that matter? What, what really matters, I guess, when it comes to creating blog content? Well, I do it weekly because mm-hmm. I like to get fresh new content out there. And the more pages we can have, the more internal linking, external linking I can do, which is like the second half of my strategy. So after I come in and we've aligned on the keywords and I do, I optimize, then the next month I go into the internal, external linking. So the more posts I can get up there, the more internal linking we can do. And linking to products, right? Like doing that CTA at at the end. So that's my recommendation. Again, if you don't have time or somebody that does it, I mean, at least do it once a month to get new content on there. Cause you don't want it stale, right? Right. right. It's like a house that has no mail coming to it. Does anyone yeah. live there? Right. Yeah. Like, you gotta let Google know you're still here. If you yeah. don't post anything new, Google doesn't know. It thinks yeah. you, you're like down or something. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really awesome advice. And I, I love that. I be, previously, before I started Social Savvy, when I was working um, at the two marketing roles that I was in, I did a lot of blog writing and I just mm-hmm. loved it. I remember when I went in, in my first role, I just wrote blogs all day long and it was mm-hmm. just so much fun. And my second role, really coming in and creating their content strategy, you know, blogging first was the strategy that we did. And we put out a lot of really, really awesome long form blog content. And we just had a team with a lot of resources that we could do it really often, you know, putting out new fresh content every single week. And it really helped in return on social media. You know, I think that's one thing that I'm always trying to really push for, you know, our clients and even when anyone who's working in social media, I think even if blog writing's not your strong suit, always trying to find someone who is a really strong blog writer or an SEO specialist to kind of partner up with, right? Like that is two really good complimentary services that you could recommend to a client for blog writing just to have fresh content. So Google knows, like you said, lights are, <laughs> lights are still right. on, people are still home. Um, but there is really awesome content that just your, you know, your people like want to read on the other end. Cause I think at the end of the day, yeah, a lot of these things are for Google and, you know, improving our website ranking with Google, but it's also for the people that are in our audience who are going to yeah, consume. Exactly. exactly. And to bring in social media, repurpose these blogs. I mean, cut it up into little videos for different social media platforms, do snippets. I don't Mm -hmm. do how-tos like, yeah, re re don't just let it sit there on the blog. Reuse it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think repurposing and recycling content is such a great way to make sure that more people in your audience can see it. It gives you more content to produce. So you're always consistent with the blogs you're putting up, but you're consistent on the social platforms you're on. And it just, it really makes a really great, you know, well-rounded strategy, which I think is awesome. Um, Stephanie, I wanted to ask, because I know there is so much talk around AI right now. It's such a really, really hot topic. It's like the biggest buzzword, I think, you know, in our space. Um, But I would love to know, what do you think, you know, what kind of impact do you think AI has had on SEO? And do you see, you know, what, what do you see for the future of it? 
I think people think they can use AI for SEO. And I want to reiterate, I, I have, I love Jasper, an AI tool. I use it for ideas. I don't think they're bad. However, these tools don't know how to, where to put your keyword. So if you have a key, whatever your main keyword is, you always want it in your first paragraph and you want it at least two to three times throughout. Does ja or I'll use Jasper because <laughs> I use it. Does the AI tool know to do that? No. The AI tool is not going to optimize your website properly. And I always use a secondary keyword too. Is it going to get your secondary keyword in there? Like, and then you're probably going to have to rewrite it anyways. So you can use it. I know people that use it, but I don't think, I think Google hasn't caught up yet because you know, AI tools are all aggregated from stuff on the internet. Mm -hmm. I think so. From my perspective, I'm always telling my clients, write original content because I think when Google catches up that somebody has a whole website full of AI content, you're going to get dinged. So if you just keep consistent original content, you won't have to worry about that. Like, for example, when I first started SEO, keyword stuffing was a huge thing. So putting mm -hmm. a bunch of keywords that you wanted to rank for all over your website, people that did that, like got blacklisted by Google, like bad, bad. So if you just stay and write original content, I, I, that's what I think. I, I mean, I don't know other SEO people might have different opinions, but I think that Google just hasn't caught up that somebody's whole website is written by AI. And once it does, it's going to see it not as original. Cause like I just preached before you want high quality, original content. AI is mm -hmm. not going to give you that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the the two biggest things that I see people share, you know, when they're talking about AI and using AI for their content, you know, I think one thing they're sharing is that, you know, it's, it's creating the content quickly and it's creating, it's right. It's mass producing it. But the biggest thing about that is it's creating content that is not really, I could probably say maybe 97% of the time, it's just not written in the right voice. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. The messaging's kind of off. And while the ideas might be there and maybe some preliminary research in the topic or whatever mm -hmm. piece of content it is might be there, it's certainly not an end result for content. So I love your idea of using AI tools for, you know, just idea generation, just figuring mm -hmm. out, you know, more ways you could write about something or, you know, more... Right. Um, more ideas that could come. And then from there, writing that original yep. piece of content, because too, you know, when you think about it as well, you know, we talked about repurposing this blog content on social media, you know, your followers on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn are probably not going to want to read something that's AI generated, right. um, even if it was, you know, pulled from your blog. But I do love the use of AI for yeah helping to repurpose. I think that, I think AI is a great helper. If I could think about, you know, how to describe AI, I don't think it's a creator. I think it's a helper. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And the other thing that AI doesn't, because I, I like to check, what is it giving for SEO? It doesn't know the character count. So for your titles, you need 65 characters or under. It'll give you more. Your meta descriptions need to be 165 characters or under. It gives you more. So if you mm -hmm. don't know SEO and you're pulling all this, Right. You're not doing the best practices. So that's another yeah. example of what it does that is not an SEO best practice. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that perspective. Cause I think it's just something good to know, right? Like if it's, mm-hmm. you know, if the idea around there and like using the AI tools to help you with your content and SEO is there, but if the execution's not there, then it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. And then you're going to have to probably scrap it all and start over. So yeah, probably better off to use it as just a tool to help assist you with writing things mm-hmm. and then finish it up with these best practices for SEO. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like, okay, I've got a really great piece of content, you know, it's all ready to go you know it's fully optimized ready to publish and just knowing that it's a really good a good piece for that um so i love that stephanie i know that you've worked in marketing for um over a decade i know you mentioned around 13 years which is really awesome so i love the just great knowledge and experience you bring to our show. Um, I'd love to know, is there any advice that you would have for anyone who is looking to either specialize in SEO? Um, Do you have any things or resources that they should go to, certifications, courses? Um, Yeah, just any advice that you have around that. So I recommend following Neil Patel. He owns Ubersuggest, which is one of the tools I use. He owns Answer the Public, which is not a tool I use. He has such great content. I think he writes it easy to consume. I think SEO can be boring and your eyes can glaze over because it can be so technical. I think he writes it in a really user-friendly way. So I recommend reading his stuff, following him. Um, Matt Cutts, he is the Google SEO guru. So I recommend following him just to stay up to date on all of that. Um, But I think Neil Patel can give you uber suggests his tool too can give you a lot of good resources to get started yeah yeah i love that i love that i think neil patel is a really awesome content creator i know you know he's certainly been around for a really long time so i know i'm you know i'm personally always looking for creators who have been around for a long time because they really just understand um you know kind of marketing from every avenue versus just kind of what's new and what's buzzing and kind of you know what's popular in the moment so um yeah i absolutely love that and think that that is awesome well Mm -hmm. stephanie thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your expertise around SEO. I took a few notes around some best practices because like I said, it's one of those things that I'm personally always looking to, you know, learn more about um, and just always, you know, learn how, you know, I'm going to go make a few tweaks on our website and our blog (laughs) with these things. So I think that that was super helpful. Um, But where can our listeners find out more about you, your business and the SEO services that you offer? Yeah, so you can go to my website, Stephanie Marie Marketing, or you can email me at stephaniemariemarketing.com. Um, I do have a book a consultation with me. I'm open to offering 30 free minutes if you want to just talk to me about SEO, have any questions about your website. So you can book a consultation with me from my website. Awesome. Awesome. And we will put all of um, Stephanie's links and um, email in the show notes of this episode. So that way, after you're listening to this, you can go there, learn more about Stephanie, her work, um, the SEO services that you offer, and you can book that free social media or free SEO consultation as well. Um, So thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time and sharing with all of our listeners around all things SEO. It's been such a really awesome, tangible episode. And thank you to everyone for for listening to another episode of Hashtag Manage. We'll be back next week with another guest. 
We're more than just a podcast, a community, and membership. We're a collective. The Social Savvy Collective Mentorship was built for social media managers like you. It's time to learn the skills, strategies, and systems that you need to build a thriving, booked-out social media management business to achieve the time, financial, location, or all of the above freedom you're after. Head to the show notes or go to socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast to learn about the endless resources, support, and accountability that are waiting for you inside. Use code hashtag to save 30% off the mentorship. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.